if we if you consider us to be energy and we're vibrating with everything around us we're vibrating with the live like the living vibration that we're consuming is vibrating with everything outside of us that's why we like so aligned with these feelings right but then if you're eating meat and you're eating dairy and all that stuff that's literally dead matter like meat is dead there's nothing mm -hmm. living nothing grows from meat right. nothing grows from like processed bread so how can you expect to vibrate with living stuff outside of you you know what yeah. i'm saying um And that's what I always say, like, if people are like, well, why are you vegan, whatever? And I just, like, if you really think about that, why would you choose? Forget the cruelty and the whatever and, like, protein and B12. Like, just the basis of why would you choose to consume dead matter over living matter? Times are related is your currency. Welcome back to the Eat Green, Make Green podcast, or welcome to the Eat Green, Make Green podcast. This is Pat McCauley, as always. Reminder, again, like I've been doing every week here, April 25th to the 28th, up in Spruce Head, Maine, I'm doing my first ever uh, wellness retreat uh, with my good buddy Richard Crowley, who's been on this podcast a couple of times, uh, as well as Casey Edwards, who's been on this podcast Uh, the goal of it, we wanted to make something that was easy to get to, that was accessible for people in the Boston area, uh, something more affordable than like a week in Costa Rica, uh, something you can get, get to quick. You don't have to take a week off of work. And the goal being that you leave those three days having all the tools you need to live a lifetime of wellness. So it's not like going up there and eating well and working out for three days and then going back to life. It's actually learning how to, you know, meditate, how to introduce a yoga practice, how to eat, what to eat, when to eat, um, how to uh, manifest your dreams, all things around living um, a life of wellness um, so that you can then go apply it to your everyday life. Um, So I'm super excited about it. We're all very excited about it. Uh, wildbutwell.com. Uh, I'll put a link in the, in the show notes like I've been doing the past few weeks. And um, we're almost full, so get on it if it's something that interests you. And, and please feel free to uh, email me um, through the website or uh, DM me on Instagram uh, if you have questions and happy to talk with you about it. All right, this week's guest, uh, another one from out in L.A., this is with Sarah Lee. So Sarah is a uh, Los Angeles-based uh, model, vegan activist, and animal whisperer or animal communicator, um, which is pretty cool. It's, it's, it's pretty cool hearing her talk about that stuff. Uh, but we talk all about Sarah's life growing up in South Africa around animals and her innate connection she had with them, despite the fact that, you know, she grew up eating meat and, and dairy and her family did. Um, but just this weird connection she always had uh, with animals and empathy for animals. Uh, what brought her to the U.S., how she actually became an animal communicator and has made that part of her career. Uh, some of the experience, experiences she's had 
communicating with animals um, that are, you know, on other people's farms or, or other people's pets and things like that. Uh, the shift that takes place when you remove animal products from your diet, the health benefits she experienced since going vegan, uh, her Instagram approach to activism, which is pretty cool, uh, her conservation efforts in South Africa. Uh, she was just recently over there doing um, a bunch of uh, conservation around big cats and uh, cheetahs and um, animals like that. And why she struggles just like everybody else does, despite having what looks like this incredible, um, you know, Instagram life. Um, anyway, Sarah is just a really cool person. And I instantly connected with her, um, and just really enjoyed this one. And she's just obviously an incredible, uh, voice for animals and just an amazing testament to, uh, the vegan lifestyle. Um, so I'm going to let her tell the rest without further ado, the amazing Sarah Lee. I'm with Sarah Lee. Hello. Thank you for hosting. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. So to give it to give a little context, we we connected two nights ago. Yeah. Um, we were at this really cool uh, fundraiser for Sun Cafe. Yes. And it was the first time that I met the owner creator. He's amazing. Yeah, great guy. Yeah. Have you? So are you a frequenter of Sun Cafe? Oh yeah. Or? I mean, so yeah. that was the first vegan restaurant I went to when I came when I moved to LA. <clears throat> But I never met Ron, so it was cool to meet him. He's amazing. I love his story and everything like that. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah I'm super fired up. We connected, and um, I'm excited to get your story. Yes. Yeah. So exactly. I guess it's a good, a good lead-in to, do you want to just give some background on yourself? It sounds, I, I know you're not from... Uh, the U.S. and yes. I think most people are picking that up with your yeah, accent. Yeah, they're like, "Where the shit is she from?" <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I am from South Africa. I yeah. was born in South Africa and um, grew up there until I was eighteen, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to New York, and then I moved to LA. Um, and I don't know why I moved to LA. I mean, I came here to study film, but I could have done that anywhere. But there was something that I just knew that I had to come here. And I just knew that I, the day that I landed here, I was going to go like just full vegan. I'd been vegetarian since I was like 14. But there was something that just like that was just what I was going to do. And I didn't really know why. No one else did. Um, And so the day I landed here, I just never touched any animal product again. Um, And that just, that decision just like threw me into complete alignment you know like yes I was studying film but because I'd made that one choice I was suddenly aligned with a complete new school of people and school of thought and experiences um and yeah I guess led me to being affiliated with people like you now you know and and yeah. Yeah. So what was, so you were vegetarian pretty early on. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so what was like the thinking around that? Did you grow up with like yeah, so parents that were vegetarian? No. Or? So in yeah. South Africa, everyone, you just grow up eating meat, like meat all the time, barbecues, yeah. things like that. Um, but I did grow up 
on a farm. So we had a lot of different types of animals. Um, and I was very, from a young age, very intuitive with animals. Um, and that's what led me to, you know, have a career as an animal communicator now. But at the time, I thought that was normal to just like see a dog or a cow or a horse and be like, oh, they're feeling anxious because of blah, blah, blah. But um, so I had that already. And I, I was growing up like rescuing dogs, like all of our animals were um, rescues. The horses were rescues, all of that kind of stuff. And then it kind of dawned on me there was no vegetarians or vegans especially in the area that I lived in. It was a very, like, farming area. Um, but it dawned on me, it was like, I'm, ta- I'm spending my whole day, like, rehabilitating this cow or this horse, and then I'm going home and eating a steak, or, like, I'm eating yeah. ostrich even. Like, people in South Africa eat ostrich. Or I'm having eggs, and I'm putting milk in my cereal. Um, and so around 14, I was like, that's kind of how can I say, oh my gosh, I love this cow. Like, I really want to rescue this cow from this, um, oh, what do you call it? Uh, it's like where they bit like off a, cows. I forget the like name. Like a slaughterhouse? No, um, oh, I forgot the name. It's, it's a South African thing. Yeah. Um, I was like so distraught that we couldn't rescue that cow, but then I'm going home and, eat, and drinking milk and eating steak. So, so at that time, I was like, I'm going to go vegetarian. Like, why would I eat a cow? But at the time, I'd never heard the word vegan, you know. And then I kind of got older. And I, I mean, I hadn't eaten meat in so long. But then I started to realize, like, oh, actually, the cruelty, yes, is in killing the cow for the meat. But there's way more cruelty in, like, dairy, you know. Mm. Um, and I felt really hypocritical. Like, in South Africa, I was doing a lot of things to save dogs and this and that. Um, but I felt really hypocritical doing all those things and saying I love animals, but then like still consuming those products, knowing that there's so much cruelty in it. Um, and so I just decided like that was it. Otherwise I couldn't take myself seriously, you know, and I felt like people around me couldn't take me seriously. Like I was saying, I love animals and you shouldn't do this to them and you shouldn't do that. And then drinking milk at the same time, you know? Yeah. So... Do you, yeah. do you remember like your first experience when you felt you could like communicate or really relate to these animals Oof. or was it, or did you just kind of grow up around I don't know. I mean, it, it was just always like, yeah. I just always as a kid being around these animals, always feeling like this anxiety or this like overwhelming, like awareness that I just couldn't I just couldn't relax like a dog would walk in the room or we would be because everyone rode horses and I would walk through the stables and and I couldn't just be like walking through the stable like all my friends I would my mind would just be racing the whole time and I remember even at like age of 10 just having this like almost crippling anxiety and not knowing why you know um and I didn't really I thought at the time it was normal like everyone would these thoughts that I was having like oh this horse is really frustrated because of this that, that innate knowledge that I had, I thought that everyone just had those thoughts. Um, but it was actually my mom that knew that that wasn't really that normal, you know, because I would say stuff like that all the time, you know, like this whole, you shouldn't do that to the horse because he doesn't like X, Y, and Z. Mm. So she eventually sent me to work with quite a well-known animal communicator in South Africa um, just to hone the skill. And only like, I would say, probably like the end of last year did I realize oh actually 
those thoughts and those experiences I was having when I was younger wasn't actually normal. And this whole time, I'm like 24 now, I thought that was. And I'm only now realizing that it's not. So, um, but yeah, there's not really a specific event, just like this, this innate, like this, this innate knowledge of, oh, this doesn't work for this dog. Or like, you shouldn't do this to this horse. Or this horse is really grieving because of whatever. Um, and I mean, there was a time where I almost got expelled from school because I knew that this bearded dragon was going to die from strawberries. And there was a school that was <laughs> feeding this bearded dragon strawberries in the yeah. science lab. And I'd already had, I'd already been in the principal's office because they were dissecting mice. And I thought that that was just shocking. But I mean, I was the only person that thought that that wasn't normal. So I was already in trouble for that. But then I just have this like innate knowledge like this. If you feed this bearded dragon, the strawberry, he's going to die. Mm. And I was telling them and telling them and she didn't want to listen to me. And eventually she fed the bearded dragon, the strawberries. And that was over the weekend. And I came back on the Monday and somebody told me that the bearded dragon had died. And I just lost my yeah. shit. So you know? was that like knowledge you learned from like studying it somewhere or did you just have that like innate like you just somehow knew strawberries were not I just knew yeah it's so funny actually now that I'm talking about it yeah that is so weird like how did I know that actually yeah but I remember just saying to this girl like don't feed the bearded dragon fruit especially strawberries and she just was like what are you talking about you know yeah um and I mean, I don't blame her. She probably didn't know that like strawberries aren't great for bearded dragons. <laughs> like that's so specific. Yeah. But um, yeah. And then I had a huge, I like just lost it with everybody. And I was just like shouting at the teacher. And then I would, it was like a whole thing. Um, but having that, like most vegan, yeah. like every vegan has this like innate ability to just like fight and not give up. You know, it's like there's like some sort of that like feeling within us. Um, and I think we all have it. Yeah. We just have to like allow it to be there. Yeah. And I, I, I think you're like hitting on something that a big reason why I think so many people don't relate and are not vegan. Um, because most people just don't grow up up around Mm, some of those animals or around animals in general. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, you know, for me, like I did not grow up around animals, you know, it took me you know, 25 years to make the connection because I didn't grow up around a cow or a pig or some of the animals I was eating. Yeah, exactly. Um, And it just, I think if more people had experiences, especially when they're young, uh, where, you know, animals outside of a dog feel like part of the family and they're around them and and they call them names and they develop their relationship just like a dog or a cat. Yeah. um, That there'd be more vegans in the world. 100%. Yeah. But I think there's so many vegans now. Like I think that people are starting to make the connection and it's more accessible and it's that's positive but at the same time I sometimes get frustrated because I'm like we are not living in Elizabethan times anymore this is 2019 (laughs) why are there still blood banks why are you still drinking milk like why do you think that lactose intolerance is a thing because it's not we are you have so much information accessible to you why are you not utilizing it you know which can be a frustration but 
Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think? Because there's people in my life that have all of the information, right? Mm-hmm. They like follow me. They're yeah, yeah, in exactly. my life, but they still cannot take that knowledge and apply it to their everyday. Yeah. What do you think the difference is between someone like us who like you make the connection, you have the knowledge, you have the animal environmental health knowledge, mm. and then you still can't, mm. you know, apply that in your everyday life and, and be vegan or, or close to it. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's classic, just cognitive dissonance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think that the difference is that I think the, the only thing that differentiates us is the ability to face the repercussions of our choices because mm. I will like, I would drink milk and, but I knew how that milk got into this glass. Right. And, but I was, had the courage that sounds so like conceited or whatever, but had the courage to face actually like I am responsible for so much cruelty. I'm going to take responsibility for that. I'm going to face what my choices have done. I'm going to face it. And so I'm going to change it. But there's so many people that would just rather turn a blind eye because they don't want to face the facts of what they're a part of, you know, so they Mm. would rather just turn a blind eye. They would rather separate. Oh my God, that's such a cute baby cow. And then turn around and finish their cereal that has milk in it, you know, Mm -hmm. because they just don't have that strength to face their actual choices. You know, Um, I think for me, that's the only difference. Just the ability to admit, hey, you know, I've been a part of cruelty, but now that I admit it, I'm going to make a change. People just don't have the strength to admit it and admit like they are actually part of something so wrong. They'd rather justify, you know, that everybody does it and, and, you know, they feel okay about it, right? People don't want to hear, you know. Yeah. They don't want to hear. Yeah. And they don't want to know where it comes from and and all that. So... Grow up in that setting. What brings you to New York and then to LA? So, what was it? Was yeah, it school for both? Uh, yeah. So I went to New York um, to model and then I started film school there. Um, and then I did my second year of film school here and modeling mm-hmm. here. But it kind of just turned into, although I'm passionate about the arts, I'm way more passionate about animal rights. So I started making these like funny videos on Instagram, just like (laughs) making fun of vegans themselves, you know, just like so that meat eaters could watch and listen, you know, because those are the people that I want to access. And from there, it kind of just grew. And I just got like, you know, a small following from that um, just through like giving information in, in an entertaining way. And then, yeah, just ending up with these amazing vegans that are out here changing the game um and then I just realized like my passion isn't animals and I don't want to depend on and it was also a meaning thing like why do I I felt so meaningless sitting around waiting to book a job something that a job that I didn't even really care about you know Mm -hmm. like for this brand or that brand it didn't have any meaning and I also didn't agree it had leather it had this you know so eventually just one day was like F this, I don't care if I'm poor now. I just have to do everything in line like with what I'm comfortable with and mm. what I'm passionate about because it would be so hypocritical of me to be like, I'm vegan as fuck, but then model for a brand that uses leather or fur, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just focus on my animal communication business. And now just everything, like I think for everyone, if you just have the courage to just make that decision to like be in, in line with whatever it is, 
that you're passionate about, everything comes together. And it is quite scary to do that, but it's super rewarding because you just completely align yourself. And since I made that decision, um, I was poor for a couple months, <laughs> but now, you know, I'm just completely involved with every single thing that I want to be involved with. And I don't have to bend my morals, you know. Um, so, yeah. 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 So can we get into the animal communication business a yeah. little bit? <clears throat> so like, tell us sort of what you kind of offer through that and like who, you know, you, you generally work with. Yeah. And, and, yeah. So it always varies, you know, like the way I was taught, it was very black and white and it was very like this, but doing it more and more, the way I do it is it's a lot more literally like psychology um, just for dogs like they or for cats or horses or I've literally even done like bees <laughs> so um, <laughs> like a hive of bees so it's been super interesting but knowing that <clears throat> all animals have you know their like normal brain where they say okay I'm hungry I need to eat okay I this those basic things they all have the ability for they all have an emotional capacity you know as we know they have the emotional capacity to become a mother to give birth to mm -hmm. be protective to be fearful to be jealous um to be greedy all of those things exactly like us there's no difference so the only difference between me and a normal therapist is that i just have to use symbolism because dogs don't speak English or Spanish, you know, so the only difference is that I have to um, translate the concepts that they're putting forward. So it always varies. Sometimes people will call me and they're like, look, my dog was run over and I have all these questions or my dog's missing and then we found her dead and I have these questions. Can you find out if she's okay? I want to know this is this. Or they'll say my horse is acting like this. I can't get him to jump or whatever it is. Um, and so then I will usually remotely, they write me an email with all the information and then, um, I will, it takes about two hours for me to connect with the animal and just find out as much information as I can. But it's, it's literally like a psychologist, you know, you go into a psychologist or a therapist and you say, look, I'm, I'm experiencing these symptoms. This is what happened to me in my life. This is what happened to me in my childhood. And I'm acting this way. And it's this, the therapist's, um, job to figure out why are you acting like this now based on your childhood history or whatever or your whatever history so it's i'm just doing the exact same thing just not using normal words um and then majority of the time when i'm communicating with animals that have passed over a lot of like um it sounds so funny probably people are going to be like this girl is <laughs> such a freak but most of the time you know like Passover family members will come through and I don't really want to focus on Passover people even mm. though I can uh, but it's always amazing like I did not expect that to happen at all um but I always get like really like interesting information um like the one time this girl called me about her dog that had passed and she was really struggling and then I connected with the dog that had passed and I just kept on seeing like her like giving birth to like a son, like a baby boy. And so I said to her, I was like, do you have a son? And she was like, no, 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 I'm, I don't have kids. And I was like, okay, but um, are you like I was confused because 
the dog was telling me that she had a son. And so I said, you're not pregnant with a boy, right? And she was like, um, I don't think so. And then like two weeks later, she messaged me she's, and she said, she showed me a photo of the pregnancy test. She was like, you literally predicted that I'm having a boy, you wow. know? So um, there's stuff like that's like super rewarding because it's like sometimes I feel this stuff is so ethereal and airy fairy. And yeah, yeah. I feel like sometimes I'm just making this stuff up. So when stuff like that happens, I'm like, okay, I'm actually doing something right you know yeah um, you clearly just have some like ability to connect with animals more so than the average person yeah yeah but I think and I, that was the other thing that I was going to say to you is like I find when people turn vegan there's like some other innate wisdom that comes with that like mm. for example my boyfriend who you met Navid he was I mean he's a Ira- national Iranian rugby player meat eater whatever and then I met him and he was still eating meats and whatever. And then one day he just, it wasn't even me. One day he just went cold turkey and just went vegan. But it was for the health reasons. Mm-hmm. And like a couple months later, he was just like really struggling with like what was happening to these animals. And now it's not even, a, he couldn't give a shit about the health. It's all about animal yeah. liberation. And it's not me that's preaching that to him. Yeah. You know, it's something that, and I, find, I see that with everyone that goes vegan. We all of a sudden have this other knowledge and like, empathy and intuition about the stuff that like really affects us and that just comes from not consuming dead matter mm-hmm. we become more um <clears throat> more human yeah and more we vibrate with that s- stuff you mm. know um and it's uh, that's why i believe like especially vegans i believe that we all have the ability to do what, what i do you just have to like believe that you know like yeah. you have the awareness you see it how do you know that that pig is str- is suffering in that thing yeah. You know, how do you know that? They're not telling yeah. you that, but you, you know, right? Know, yeah. Exactly. It's just ex- all that I do. Yeah. Um, Very yeah. cool. I totally agree with you on the empathy side of things. Like when I first went through my change and even towards humans, like my relationship with my girlfriend got better. Yeah. 100%. Like I was just like, I was able to feel her thoughts and feelings way more and i know that sounds crazy no it's so true yeah yeah and and, um yeah like i've given a talk on that like literally what you put in your body affects your ability to love the people around you. 100 percent. yeah and then and then from there it absolutely stemmed out to animals and especially when i got the information and everything like i was very much health at first as well yeah but then it's like no it's like literally empathy for everyone and every being you know and always i always come back i once watched this video and it was about they'd put a kidney bean in the soil and they'd filmed it and they filmed it grow and literally from this one single seed it sprouted and then it grew this like whole stalk and then these leaves and then this flower and this whole tree and how can all of that living information come from that one tiny seed you know Mm. but and those are the things that we eat right so and that's dmt based on what everyone says like that is that that dmt chemical that just makes everything live right and it's in our imagination and it's all that living matter and as vegans that's all you consume is literally living matter like we consume seeds we consume beans all of that stuff and all of that stuff has that living information. So if we, if you consider us to be energy and we're vibrating with everything around us, we're vibrating with 
the live like the living vibration that we're consuming is vibrating with everything outside of us that's why we like so aligned with these feelings right but then if you're eating meat and you're eating dairy and all that stuff that's literally dead matter like meat is dead there's mm -hmm. nothing living nothing grows from meat right. nothing grows from like processed bread so how can you expect to vibrate with living stuff outside of you you know yeah. what i'm saying um And that's what I always say, like, if people are like, well, why are you vegan, whatever? And I just, like, if you really think about that, why would you choose? Forget the cruelty and the whatever and, like, protein and B12. Like, just the basis of why would you choose to consume dead matter over living matter? You know what I'm saying? A hundred and ten percent. Yeah. I'll send that. you that video. It just blew my mind. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So... Outside of connection to animals, more empathy personally, um, can we get into sort of health and how yeah, that's changed for definitely. you with all this? Yeah, so um, I started modeling when I was, well, yeah, I was 14, but at the time I wasn't eating meat, but I mean, I ate like, a I mean, I drank a lot of milk, cheese, whatever. Yeah. And I constantly, mm -hmm. I had like the worst acne problem. Mm -hmm. I, I could never keep the weight off. My hormones were all over the place. My emotional, especially when I got to like 18 or 19, just like my emotions were just, I could never control my emotions. I never felt grounded. Um, yeah, and like the weight was a big thing and the acne and... I always had issues. I mean, I had, was in and out of hospital with like IBS and this and that. And no matter what I did, no matter how, I mean, I was at one point for competitions, I was exercising twice a day. I was eating so clean based on what the doctor said was clean, which is not, by the way. But, um, and then I just like had this thing like, no, I have to go vegan. I don't even know how, but I just know that I have to. And the minute I did that, I have never, like, I hardly ever exercise. Like, I have never had a weight issue again. I've never had an acne issue. I've never had a health issue since then. I've never been, I've literally never been to the doctor. I've never been to the doctor since I went vegan. That's a fact. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I just, like... Yeah, no, I, I mean, same here. It was like, I, you know, played played sports in college and... You know, post-college, mm. I was like, to maintain, you know, that athletic look that I wanted, yeah. it was like, work out two, three hours a day, yeah. bust my ass, eat the high-protein yeah. meats and eggs and all the stuff that I was told would keep Ugh. me healthy. And then, I, you know, it, it's like, you get to a point where, you know, I got to a point where I was like, this is insane. Yeah, like, it's insane. I can't keep doing this and it not work yeah. every single time yeah. and, and there's just got to be an easier way and that's how I stumbled into it all and yeah like if I just get out for a walk each day or do my yoga it's yeah. just like so much more relaxing and I don't put on an ounce and I just Literally, feel yeah. it's it's and I actually have more energy one to work hundred percent and recovery also oh, yeah like I remember I was just chugging down that glutamine like <laughs> twice yeah. a day oh, yeah, yeah. really struggling like I would work out so hard and then for like three days afterwards I'd still be you know if I if I do like heavy weights now or whatever I mean I don't touch glutamine I don't do any of that stuff and I recover so quickly yeah you know because you just rely on your body like why would we that was the other thing because I always think about cavemen you know why would we be given the systems that we're given if 
if we're supposed to consume these things that we can't naturally pick up like i can't just go as a caveman where was i going to find glutamine from you know yeah we all given these systems that are supposed to be self-sufficient and they actually are but we're so indoctrinated to believe that we need this medication this antidepressant this painkiller this blah 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 for muscle no actually you just need to focus on your own body and rely on your own body and its systems um but we're so far away from that truth yeah drives me nuts yeah (laughs) it drives us all nuts so what do you think what do you think is the most misunderstood aspect of of veganism I mean, the protein thing for sure. The protein, You know, yeah. like, oh my God, where do you get your protein from? And I'm like, well, actually, protein is in all plants, so give me a break. But definitely, especially in South Africa, look, there's an amazing vegan movement in South Africa. Yeah. But to the average person, just like in America, I wouldn't really say LA, like in LA, people are pretty aware, but everyone thinks like, oh, we, because that's what we, we grow up to believe you have to have your breakfast with your eggs and your bacon and your whatever to have protein and you have to have this amount of blah 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 each day to get enough vitamins in and whatever which is not true um so i can understand why their first response is yeah but then where do you get your protein because that's all we've been raised to believe um but i just say like protein is literally just a complete source of essential amino acids and all plants are a complete source of essential amino acids and the only reason that a cow has protein on its its meat is because it consumes plants. Mm-hmm. So let's just cut out the middleman and leave the cow alone and just graze on the grass. You know? Amen. Yeah. Amen. And it doesn't come with all the other effects of eating oh, a dead animal. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you were recently back in South Africa, yeah? Yes. Do you get back there often or no? Yeah, I go there every year, like in December. Yep. Just to see family and everything like that. Um yeah, and just to be involved with, like, the emerging vegan movement over there, you know. Um, yeah, and you were doing, I saw a couple photos, you were with, like, cheetahs and um, other animals, what were you yeah, doing? Yeah, um, so the cheetah thing is actually, it seems like it's a bit of a controversy right now, but, um, so, you know, as we know, these big cats are being exploited. There's so many places that have these cats that you can just go and pay any price and just go touch them and whatever. Um, and obviously in an ideal world, that wouldn't be natural. But unfortunately, we live in this space where cheetahs are endangered and their numbers, they <clears throat> decrease from like 16,000 to 6,500 in like two years, which is wow. insane. What's um, causing that? So the main cause actually isn't poaching. It's... Um, what happens is the cheetahs eat the livestock and then that's a huge financial loss for the farmers. So the farmers go out and shoot the cheetahs. Mm. Plus the fact that cheetahs can't compete with lions and, you know, the bigger cats and the bigger um, big five. So they come down into more of the uh, farming areas and that's where they're vulnerable because the farmers, in order to not lose so much money, have to shoot the cheetahs. So... They're becoming endangered. And at the same... So that's an issue. And I'm like, okay, well, what can I do about about supporting us keeping those cheetah numbers up? So that's the first issue. The second issue is that I'm fully aware that big cats are being... And, and, and exotic animals are being exploited. So And especially cheetahs. So what can I do to, com- to try and veer us in a, in a better direction with those two issues? And so the only solution I came up with, and I actually was approached by a place called Cheetah Outreach, which to my knowledge is the only place that um, 
is a successful conservation with the with the cheetahs, with the numbers of cheetahs, because what they do is they came up with a solution of raising Anatolian shepherds, which are like these really beautiful, strong dogs. And they, they put these Anatolian shepherds with livestock. And so the Anatolian shepherds are raised with these livestock. So they believe that they're family. And again, it comes back to that ability to love and to protect and whatever. They all have, livestock and dogs have that ability. So they become mm. family. But Anatolian shepherds are super strong and cheetahs aren't that strong. They're just fast. They gave up their strength for speed. Mm. So when a cheetah comes and is approaching, let's say, a sheep, the Anatolian shepherd um, scares the cheetah away. And so that way, the, the Anatolian shepherd is protecting the livestock. And by doing that, it's protecting the cheetah so that the farmer doesn't have to shoot the cheetah. And since they've been doing that, I mean, they've had so much success. The cheetah numbers are growing in that area. And so when they approached me, I said, okay, well, this isn't actually a conservation that I will stick behind because it's helping combat the two issues, which is the conservation. They are the only people with the solution that I'm aware of to raising the cheetah numbers in South Africa and not in captivity. They're not breeding, the, they're not having to breed the cheetahs. They're just finding a solution to maintain those numbers and have the cheetahs have babies in those areas safely without being killed. And on top of that, I'm raising awareness to say, look, I know you're tourists. I know you want to touch these exotic animals. I know you're going to do it anyway. So yeah. rather, let me show you a place that you should rather support as opposed to, I won't name any names, but places that literally just breed and exploit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, breed and exploit animals. Um, but on top of that, what I found is, you know, those, those pages that are like, oh, well, F meat eaters and F these people. The people that aren't vegans aren't going to listen when you shove it down their throats. Yeah. I've seen, you know, if you, like, this is a, it's a typical example, but if you take Kim Kardashian, for example, why is it that she's so successful? Why can she take any brand and put it in a pretty picture that's appealing to the masses? And all of a sudden, the masses go out, they read the caption, and they buy that stuff. They, mm -hmm. they dress that way, right? There's something about that. There's something about making something so aesthetically pleasing that you influence people in such a large way. So... I, my formula is, okay, that's a fact. That's the only way that I'm going to tap into those people in the Midwest that have got no idea about animal rights, right? So I make an, a pretty image whilst outlining, you know, the respectable things about these animals and that you have to respect these animals and what's being done. But the only way that they are going to read those, that caption and read what's being done and read, oh, I should rather support cheetah outreach as opposed to blah, 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 is by getting the grabbing their attention with a pretty picture mm -hmm. you know that it's and since i've been doing that i don't put i don't put so much time into my presets for nothing like it's just <laughs> so that i can get those people that aren't converted to look at my stuff and to just read more and to become more knowledgeable because those are the people i'm trying to access but some people and it's been successful i mean i've raised a lot of money for cheetah outreach because i've been doing it that way because we are so materialistic and we do rather click on a picture that's pretty as opposed to a cheetah being hung with dripping with blood, you know? Totally. Um, but some people say that it's, it seems like more exploitation, which I understand, but there is like a very specific formula to it, you know? But um, yeah, I mean, it's amazing what they're doing and just every day in South Africa, I mean, we live in a farm and I don't know, every single day I ended up having to, to rescue like an African grey from the tree and rehabilitate, rehabilitate him 
or we had rescue bees come to the farm so we had these hives of bees and it was like just the most amazing experience like they fly in with these golden pollen boots and I was like oh my gosh like nature is effing amazing you know um so yeah it's amazing anyone that's ever thinking of going to South Africa it's just like so rich and diverse with all this different nature that you learn from you like you know what actually we are part of an ecosystem and not a pyramid you know totally yeah that's another thing I think we need to do more of the average person needs to get out in nature more yeah, to 100%. appreciate its beauty and then therefore appreciate yeah. animals more yeah, and, and exactly. the things that make it up. And we're, we're all trapped in cities and cubicles and cars. And yeah. a lot of people never even see the stars because I know. you know, the lights of their city. And you it know? sucks. Yeah. So is that kind of like your long-term goal is to, um, through social media and, and other arenas kind of make people aware of this? Is that kind yeah, of like so, what you're dedicated so to doing? So now I just decided mm-hmm. from this year, I'm not posting anything on social media unless it's to do with a conservation or a brand that I, you know, support. support. Um, and, or just making, or a brand that's approached me to make people aware of like their green program for example you know yeah. I'm, I'm actually partnering with sc johnson which is a huge company right that yes they produce you know plastic and blah, blah blah but they have a whole green movement and so they asked me to promote that you know so now i'm literally just posting stuff that's informative and stuff that and especially conservation is like in an ideal world we would be separated and we and 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 exotic animals would just be in the wild and they wouldn't be in zoos or these enclosures, whatever, but that's not the, the world that we're living in. So it's now up to me and to us to be like, okay, well, if you're going to do that and you're going to go to these places, these are the places you should rather go to, you know, and make people aware. Like, and also I find it super depressing. Like all we hear is, oh my gosh, cheetahs are now endangered. Tigers are this, rhinos are that, whatever. Like, what are we going to do? The world's effed, whatever. But Actually, there are solutions being done. Like, for example, the Anatolian Shepherd thing. It gives me so much more faith and it actually makes me feel like, okay, actually we are, as humanity, getting somewhere. And we are, there are things being done. And so that's what I want to focus on is, yes, there is this harsh reality of you and dog meat festival, whatever, but here's the solution, rather. Let's focus on the solution. So, yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing on my page now. Just focusing on solutions and just showing people, like, you can even donate $5 to this thing and it makes such a difference. And I know because I've been there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. And I think, like, you'll, because you're, like, so firm on this and, like, such a, a positive um, influencer for it, I bet yeah. you you're just going to get more and more, you know, gigs that align with yeah, that, you I know, which is so. super yeah. cool. I yeah. hope so. Yeah. yeah, so I have a question because it's something I see quite often when a cheetah, for example, to say on the cheetah yeah. train here, or a elephant or a whale or a dolphin mm. is shot or fished or killed um, or abused, that everybody freaks out, mm. right? But then there's no respect for... You know, for some reason, those animals are on a different level than a cow or a pig yeah, exactly. or the ones we eat. And yeah. I even find it like myself guilty of it sometimes when I see like fishing. And yeah, for some yeah, reason, yeah. like my, I get more emotional when I see 
the uh, dolphin, mm. you know, caught in the net that yeah. ends up dying yeah. uh, versus the flounder that, yeah. you know, yeah, I, yeah, and yeah, I'm, yeah. I guess I'm guilty of that too a little bit. But why do you think, like, people just connect more with certain animals, but they still can't make the connection that all animals are animals? I honestly think it's just because of, again, like, I just use the word indoctrinated. Like we yeah. grow up in this world where we just see eggs on our plate and bacon and we know what animals that comes from. And so we're a bit more desensitized to those things, but we don't always see a dolphin on our plate. So it's kind of like, it's separate, separate from us, you mm. know? So we can be like, oh my gosh, like that's shocking. But it's that whole thing of like, well, now we have to make that connection, you know? And that's what we're trying to do is make the connection. Like they're exactly the same. And I don't know. I mean, I see a difference, but there's just still so much like until we stop, like that's why I think what animal hope and wellness is doing right now, where they're trying to pass the bill for plant for all schools to have a plant-based meal option. Um, Because otherwise kids, there's always, there's always like a cow on the plate or a chicken on the plate or whatever. So kids are never going to make that connection. But the minute they're like, oh, actually this, this meal at school lunch break has no animals on it. And then they can, they have that space to be like, oh, but look at that plate. It's got a pig on it. That's so gross, you Mm. know, but we have to, well, that's what they're doing now is like separating the youth from those two different things so that like how we say, like the, the dolphin is separated from us or the, the cheetah is separated from us. So that's why we can look at it and be like, oh, that's like so crazy. But we're so connected with these farm animals because we consume them all the time that we're desensitized to it. So oh, I think that's the reason. But yeah, yeah, I mean, people are doing stuff to, to separate, to show the separation between those things. And it's the same thing like, with family members, for example, I mean, I just had an argument with one of my family members because they were sending me a picture of these cute baby cows and they were like, oh my God, these cows are so cute. And I'm like, don't ever message me about a cute cow because I know that you put milk in your coffee this morning and yeah. I know that you had steak last night, yeah. you know? Um, but they don't want to fuck, they don't want to realize that that's what they're doing because it's, it's very hurtful to realize that you've been part of that system. Totally. So somebody listening, they're like, wow, thank you. Like I'm, I'm making the connection. Yeah. Um, and they want to go plant-based tomorrow. What's your, I always like to ask like, what's your step number one advice to somebody that wants to go vegan or at least go that direction? I mean, the first thing would be to know that all plants have are protein. So mm. you don't have to Start getting stressed about not getting enough protein. Yeah, you're getting more of what you literally uh, way didn't more, get before. Way more. You're getting healthier. You're not going to be lacking anything. Exactly. Um, and also, I think replacing instead of just like removing, like if you have a plate and you have the vegetables and the grains and the meat, right? And then you just take the meat off. Yeah, you still have vegetables and grains, but you need to replace that with more vegetables or more like fruit or nuts or seeds. Have a whole food plant-based diet. Um, don't just, because I know a lot of people are like, I'm going vegan and they just take out the animal products and they don't replace them. And all of a sudden they aren't eating enough mm-hmm. or they are lacking this or they're lacking that because they're not, they're all they're having is lettuce, you know? Mm. So you have to replace it. And just, I always tell people just think of 
living in abundance like just always have that in your head just I want to live in abundance and trust your body like I don't have a meal plan at all I wake up in the morning and I just make exactly what my body feels like sometimes I literally have a smoothie for dinner and like ramen for breakfast it's like depends (laughs) on what my body but always have abundance don't worry oh my gosh how many calories am I eating like trust your body your body takes care of it if you're not overeating and you're not eating processed vegan stuff because that's also another issue is like you're vegan for the animals but then you're consuming all of this like deep fried yeah estrogen stuff that's like also not alive like no offense but soy it's great, you yeah, know, yeah. but like um, meat alternatives aren't living. Mm-hmm. And so I try to stay away from that, but it is a great alternative. And it's great that you can have a burger whilst not like killing an animal, you know. But I would just say live in abundance. And if you feel like you need a bag of walnuts and seven different fruits right now, have that. And your body takes care of the rest. Um, and just eat as many colors as you can. And you just can't go wrong, you mm. know. Yeah, I love it. All right, curveball. What's one thing about you? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> that that uh, maybe maybe people don't know that uh, you're willing to share it can be anything. Hmm. Oh gosh! I think what people don't know that's actually like interesting. I'm pretty boring. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um. I think. Well, the, I think what would be relevant is you know. It's the same thing like how I was saying about making an Instagram aesthetically pleasing. And so people come, they're like, oh my God, like she's got such nice skin or she's got this or she looks so mm. healthy and she's got like so much confidence because that's what I put out. I'm like, guys, like it needs to be like this, you know? Um, but I think all of us that have like invested so much of ourselves and our soul into these profiles, you know, because we want to make a difference, the outside world is like, oh my gosh, they have their stuff together. But I'll tell you, like, I probably am, like, the first person, the only person that, like, really, I mean, we all feel like this, I know, but, like, I really feel like I do not have anything together at all. You know, like, (laughs) every day I struggle, every day I'm, like, not every day I'm crippled with anxiety, but, like, we all have those things, you know, Mm. I'm always constantly questioning myself, questioning my existence, like, that is my issue, I'm constantly questioning my existence, I'm questioning what is the point to this, I often don't feel enough, you know, as we all do, and so, um, and I'm just, like, we all are trying to put my best foot forward, but I think it would be important for people to know, like, oh, actually, like, nobody is perfect, but if you just always just have that fighting spirit and just try and put your best foot forward with whatever you want to make a difference with in the world, like I probably will die still wanting to like just so depressed with the world that we live in. But like, at least I know that I just did my best, even though I struggled every day. And I mean, I know like Mark Ching, for example, he's like one of my idols. Like he went to Yulin Dog Meat Festival and saved all these animals. He saves animals from South Korea with the Dog Meat Festival and beagles in the testing labs in China. And and he's got this huge foundation now and so much money for this foundation. And he can put together these amazing galas and have so much influence and has all these celebrities around him and so much pull. But when you actually hear about him and you know, and you hear like yesterday I heard that he 
for two years, he just like, he just struggled to exist because of what he'd seen. And he, he felt like he wasn't doing enough for the planet. And me, I'm like looking at this man, I'm like, oh my God, this man is incredible. Mm. But that's not how he feels. Mm. Because the more you know, the more you realize that you don't know. And the more you realize like you have, you just like touch the surface of the things you have to do. Um, and so I would just say it's super important for people to remember like, we all are human and nobody's perfect. You know, totally. Yeah. Especially in the Instagram world. Like, yes, for like the vegan movement in particular, like I'm a huge <laughs> proponent of making sure when we post, we look good yeah. and we look yeah, healthy exactly. and we look strong because we are. Yeah. But yeah, to let people know, Hey, that's, that's an Instagram photo. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and I mean, I we, don't, we yeah. have our issues. Yeah, exactly. And right. I mean, look, I, I believe in great lighting and like good photography, yeah. but I don't believe in like Photoshop and like taking out every whatever. Like there's a lot of pictures you'll see. Like I'm, I don't have perfect skin, you know, but it is a lot better than people that just eat meat every day. No offense. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a weird world that we live in and I just, it's sometimes depressing because it's just like, oh my God, like there's so much to fix. And I feel like I'm just not capable of like, I feel like I haven't done anything, you know? Um, But just to always remind yourself, like you can't, Rome wasn't built in a day and just literally every single day do your best. And if some days your best is like not getting out of bed, like that's fine, you know? Mm. So I love it. I love it. Well, we got to get you to the Lakers game here. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> so is there anything else like we specifically didn't cover that you want to add in? I think. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I think we, we did a, a pretty solid job. Yeah. Unless there's something in particular you want to. Um, no? Yeah, I mean, the last thing I would say is for people that are going vegan or trying to live more of a compassionate lifestyle, a lot of people like give themselves a hard time because 10 years ago you bought leather shoes that you still have. I would just say like, be, be kind to yourself. Like it Mm. doesn't, you can't just change overnight. And I would say just from today moving forward, don't buy leather shoes, but don't get rid of the stuff that you already have. Like just be aware of, okay, it's actually like, we don't need fur anymore. Like we're not, we're not cavemen that we have to kill a bear to survive. Like we have heating. We've got central heating systems. We don't need (laughs) fur, you know, um, moving forward. But I would just say to people that are thinking of going vegan, just take it one step at a time and don't let, because there are those radical vegans out there that are like, oh, well, you don't care about animals if you still eat fish, but it's a process, you know, Mm. like you might have cut out meat, but still eating fish, like take it step by step. Nobody's judging you. It's all in your own time. Um, and yeah yeah and i would say on top of that like i see a lot of people like they decide to go vegan right Mm -hmm. and they go like four days and then they like can't resist the pizza with the cheese on it and then they like throw their hands up and the uh, the whole experiment's out the window yeah yeah yeah, no like be gentle on yourself like it's okay get right back on the train keep going and and it's like, you know, it's not about being perfect. It's doing the best you can best and, you and you'll can. get there eventually. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And I never judge. Like people will be like, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm doing my best, but I still eat blah, blah, blah. And that's cool. I just hate it when someone's like, oh yeah, I'm vegan. But just like I eat normal ice cream on a Saturday. I'm like, okay, but then you're not vegan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like do your best, I guess. Yeah. Do your yeah. best. Totally. Where can people reach out before we sign off? 
Um, or follow you. Or yeah, whatever. just yeah. the Sarah Lee on Instagram. T H E S A R A H L E A. And yeah, that's that's where I put all my focus. Cool. So yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. You are like your, your passion. Like you're you're an inspiration to me. Just listening to you. Well, thank you for and, having um, me. And I love what you're doing, and and I'm super super pumped. I love what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, I'm thank excited. You. Cool. Enjoy the game. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>